Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today we are being joined by the amazing Julie Painter of Dallas Girl Friday. Julie provides system setups and audits as well as virtual assistant services for wedding professionals. And she is just such a wealth of knowledge in the system world. And I'm really excited to hear all about like what systems are and how we can set them up and why they're important in our businesses. And so I'm gonna kick it over to Julie. I would love to hear more about like why this became a thing for you? Like, why are you focused on systems? Why is it something that you find to be really important? And like, how did this start in your world? Oh my gosh. Thank you for such a nice and accurate uh, intro. So I was a wedding planner for about eight years. And in 2016, I saw a Facebook post that somebody had put in like a business group I was in asking if somebody could do like some data entry, some like basic admin stuff. And I was like, I can do that. I can use a little extra cash. Sure. So I emailed, I got in with that person. That person recommended me to some other people. And one of those people that I got referred to was a wedding pro. And obviously I know the wedding industry. I know the wedding space. And I just was liking everything I was doing for that person more than I was liking other things. And so I really niched down and I only work with wedding pros and people involved in the wedding industry because it's just what I know best and it's what I love best. And I think that a lot of wedding pros don't realize how badly they need systems. I mean, they're doing the same repeat tasks constantly and (laughs) they need to be focused on the creative part and not the admin part. So I just love it. I have always loved systems. I have always loved organization. I have an eidetic memory. I am just obsessed. I love that. I feel like that makes so much sense, especially thinking through creative entrepreneurs in general. Like like you said, it is so important for creatives to be able to focus on actually creating and actually being in that creative mindset versus having to worry about like organization all the time. So that's why I'm so excited that people like you exist in the world to be able to help people like us um, kind of create those systems and like combat the, you know, potential for their business not going well, just because they don't have that stuff into place. So first off, I would just love to hear a little bit more about like, what do systems mean to you? I feel like we hear the word systems a lot. And sometimes uh, I think things can get lost in translation of what that actually means inside of a creative business. Like, so what does that mean to you? Sure. So to apply it specifically to like a a wedding industry pro, there's not only the wedding systems you need to have, but you need to have all of the strategic business systems as well. So like for weddings, you've got to have a lead system, a booking system. You need to have an onboarding system, an offboarding system, just as important. And a lot of people forget about it. Um, But you also need to have systems in place for the financials in your business, for your social media, for your blogging, um, things like that. So it it really, it it just covers and it touches every single aspect of your business. And it's just not something you can half-ass. It, I mean, it just isn't. It 
if it's not in place and it's not in place flawlessly, it's not doing you any favors. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you mentioned that offboarding systems are something that a lot of people forget about. Can you tell us a little more about what that looks like? Oh, absolutely. So it might be something, and this can apply to most creatives. It'd be like having it in your workflow to ask for a review, to ask for a testimonial. It's sending them all of your final info. You know, if you're a graphic designer, you have to send them everything and make sure they know, hey, our contract is over now and it needs to be in writing. So you've got to have just all those little tiny system parts in place so that you can just plug and play. Yeah. What does that look? I'm just so curious. Um, and I think a lot of our listeners will really appreciate this, uh, input from you, but like, what's the best way to ask for a review? I have seen people ask for reviews in every way, shape and form. And some of them really rub people the wrong way. And some of them are like really great as, as somebody who's seen probably a lot of this system take place. What is the best way in your opinion to ask for a review or a testimonial? So I think it's best over email. I mean, you can certainly mention it during your process face-to-face. If you are a wedding pro, especially, I always say, wait 10 days. They might be on their honeymoon. It might get lost in the shuffle. Um, If you're another creative, if you just close the project out, you can ask for a review right away. Uh, But I always just say, you know, I loved working with you. I hope that you had an amazing experience. If you are interested in giving a five-star review, could you please do it at this place? Like my business thrives on word of mouth. And then you link whatever is best fit for you. If it's Facebook, if it's Google, if it's wedding wire. So you just, you you put that link there, make it as easy as possible for them. And don't link to five places. Even if they're going to copy and paste, nobody wants to go through that effort. It's crappy but nobody wants to do it. Yeah. I love that you also mentioned in there like, oh, my, my business thrives on reviews. I think it's really important to be transparent with your clients. I think a lot of times we are really hesitant to do that, especially kind of newer business owners who might feel weird about mentioning how important it is, but it really, I mean, people I think appreciate seeing the human behind the work that they do. So I I love that. Absolutely. You know, they want to know why they're leaving it. What's the benefit? You're not just doing it for praise. So somebody says, oh, they did a great job. I'm so happy. You know, you're doing it so that you can have those word of mouth referrals so that you can visually post online your credibility. Yeah, totally. I love that we talked about kind of an overlook factor because my next question for you was actually like, what do you find has been the biggest misstep, I guess, aside from not having a, um, like an offboarding system, what do you find is the biggest misstep or overlooked factor in creating systems as a whole for business owners? Oh, definitely waiting until you're already drowning. You need to have stuff in place before you're ready. I would say clients that come to me, it is varied between, I absolutely am not at a place where I'm ready to outsource, but I know I need to get things prepped to I'm drowning. Are your systems a life raft? And yes, they are. It's just going to take me a little longer. It's going to take anyone a little longer to to wade through, to make sure everything's set up properly. But I mean, if you start it from the beginning with those killer systems, I mean, there's nowhere to go but up. 
Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, so what are some, let's like dive into some action steps and some like really good tangible things that our listeners can do today. So what are some action steps that professionals can take to get their systems into place? Like maybe give like your top three to five action steps that they can take. Use a CRM. I mean, definitely. I mean, there's so many good ones out there. Dubsado, HoneyBook, 17 Hats. They're all varied. They all have their pros and cons. Um, I personally love Dubsado, but utilize that CRM to capture your leads, utilize it for your workflows. I mean, that's such a big one. And then I think having a system in place for your blogging and your social media is super important. I mean, this is me giving this tip is very much like the cobbler's children has no shoes because my Instagram is often garbage and I have like four blog posts, but when I do them, it takes me five seconds because I have a system and it's just the doing it part that I have a problem. <laughs> um, oh, I definitely think you need systems in place for your finances. I mean, that's a big one. And you can, I, you can definitely outsource that to an accountant, to a bookkeeper. There is no shame in that. I personally do it and I love it. Um, and I am a numbers and math oriented person, but it's just easier to hand it over to somebody who knows all the legal aspects of it. I would say another system you need is definitely from the start, you want to make sure you're approaching everything from like a really good legal aspect. So make sure your contracts are tight contracts and your invoices. I mean, especially with everything that's going on in the world today and people needing to reschedule, people needing to cancel, you want to make sure you're starting off with a professional contract. That's awesome. I'd love to do kind of like a deep dive into the first one that you mentioned of having a CRM. Um, I know you mentioned that you loved Dubsado. I personally use HoneyBook and love it. Uh, what are some systems that people should be having in place with them? I do see a lot of my coaching students, they have a CRM, they've invested in it, they pay for it, and they use it to send contracts or send invoices, but that's like pretty much it. And I feel like there's so many things that they're missing in there that they could be utilizing. No matter what CRM you use, I feel like there's so much opportunity for automation and for systems. And so like, give us some examples of places that they could be automating things or, or finding what to even automate. I think a main issue people have is not knowing like what is actually able to be automated and able to be created into a system for them. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Okay, so I would say two of the biggest things people don't utilize them for enough is a scheduler. Um, Dubsado and HoneyBook now both have schedulers available. So you can say, I'm available for consults on Mondays and Tuesdays from 3 to 5 p.m. So if someone inquires and you're available on that date or you're available to take on a project, you can quickly send them an email that is canned that says, you know, thank you so much for inquiring, attached, you'll find information on my prices, my services, all of that, give them all that up front. And then you can have a link that says, click here, and it's just attached to your schedule. So you don't have to do any of these back and forth, like, I don't know, are you available Tuesday? What about 11 a.m.? Okay. You don't have to do any of that back and forth. I mean, that is just a waste of time. Um, and then questionnaires. 
I absolutely love automating questionnaires. I mean, you just send everything you need answered in that questionnaire, and then you send it with a nice little canned email that says, this is what that questionnaire is about. Please answer it. Yeah, that's awesome. I agree. I think that uh, questionnaires are so important. And I think a lot of times people don't really put the work into actually creating them, which is its own issue, but being able to automate that right as a workflow, I think is really, really important too. I know like for me, like you mentioned, I'll use the scheduler and they literally just get placed into a workflow. And I, I, all that communication is then taken care of for me. And of course, I mean, I think that's one of those things where a lot of complaints I hear from people is like, I don't have time to keep up with all this communication. And really you kind of have the opportunity to take like 60% of that communication out of your hands. Right. Yes. Cause you're not recycling it. Well, or rather, I guess you are recycling it because you're using it over and over. Okay. Maybe yeah. I'm recy- maybe I'm recycling things wrong. I'm, I'm not putting out my blue bin correctly, apparently. Um, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that it's one of those things where we think about, I know a lot of people will go dig through their inbox and like try to copy and paste emails. And I'm like, you really could be saving those emails somewhere else. So yes. talk to us. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit about like what that process looks like. Like, how do you suggest, can you give us like a play-by-play, a step-by-step of how to create things like canned emails and how to like, how to figure out how to even create a system in the first place. And I want to hear what you do and then I'll share what I do. Cause I don't know if it's the same. Oh, sure. Well, something I recommend to clients, especially if they've never worked with a VA before is I say, take a week. I mean, we'll start working together. I'm starting on projects, but take a week from morning till night, write down every single thing you do in your business, every single thing. And then, you know, do a little check mark or a little star or highlight it if it's something only you can do, if it's something anyone can do. So you've got to look at that list objectively to first say, What can I even pass off? What can I create systems for? And that's whether you're passing it off to me or to a computer. So people are saying things like, I emailed this person engagement location options. And they're saying it three times that week. Okay, well, you could have a canned email or maybe a Canva guide that lists out, here are some of my favorite locations. Here's maybe a link with the directions to it. And here's a photo of an example of an engagement I've shot there before. So you can kind of see what the light looks like, what it looks like. And it's, it's just kind of picking apart those little things that you're constantly doing over and over again and thinking, how can I not be responsible for this? That's such a great question to ask yourself for sure. And I like the process. I feel like there's like two things that come from that. One is seeing where things are repeated so that you can just streamline that yourself. And two, seeing what you can outsource because I'm such a true believer in being able to outsource as much uh, as much of your business as you can without taking away the things that are pivotal for only you to do. So whether that is like you mentioned, working with a VA or depending on your industry, being able to outsource even more. I know a lot of designers who outsource um, things that are 
really like very tedious for them, but it has nothing to do with the design. It's more like fill and plug and play kind of stuff or photographers outsourcing their editing or whatever. So um, from a VA standpoint, I'd love to hear kind of like, what kind of things do you do on a regular basis? Like, I do think that a huge struggle is that even if somebody tracks their time and tracks what they do for a week, sometimes it's a really easy for people to think, I can, it's only me that can do all of these things. And that's just not true. So like if people are lacking that self-awareness, can you kind of clarify that for them a little bit right now? Oh, sure. So I would say here's some things I do. Um, inbox management, calendar management, uh, editorial calendar and creation. There are a lot of amazing VAs out there who are specifically social media managers and who are phenomenal with that. Personally, I don't take that on. I don't, you know, post on someone else's Instagram, things like that, because I can barely do my own. And I definitely don't know all the new things that are coming out like reels. I'm far too elderly for that. But you can basically outsource, I mean, anything. I do blogging. I submit weddings for publications. I contact vendors. I send them galleries. I see if vendors are available. I do client care. So I check in with them. Or if it's a step on the workflow that is not automated because maybe it's something like you don't want to send them an email about an engagement session if their package they booked didn't include one. So that might be a step that you approve before sending. And I'm in charge of things like that. Got it. That's so cool. So what would you advise somebody to do when they're looking for searching for some help or looking to, or looking to outsource any of their uh, like extra items? Like how do people go about finding a good fit in a VA? Oh, great question. Um, so personally with all my clients, I do like a five hour trial period. I mean, they pay for it, but it's a trial period because Hiring a VA, in my opinion, is so personal to to try to hand over pieces of your your business. I mean, your your baby, something you created, is very personal, and a lot of people struggle with that, and that's okay. But just talk to them. Make sure you kind of like the way they are. Then make sure that they communicate with you with the way that works for you. Make sure that they're a person who is proficient in the programs you need and the programs that work for you. And then I would also always check like references and reviews. Um, Emily Yost created Outsourcing with Love, which is just a really big platform for outsourcing, you know, and it's got VAs, system strategists, bookkeepers, social media people on there. And everyone that's on there is vetted and verified, like they've submitted testimonials. And then Emily and her assistant, Jenna, like confirmed those. So you know that those people are not likely to be the ones that don't know what they're doing or are going to screw you over. Oh, I love that you shared that resource. That's so helpful. And we'll link that in the show notes for you guys if you're listening. Um, I love that there's like a place that exists that's like that. How cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like mad I didn't come up with it. Are you kidding? It's great. <laughs> I love I think anytime there's any kind of directory that's been that somebody's done the legwork for you, it's like just so much more convenient and just a lifesaver. Yeah, especially because as the creative, you don't pay for it. It's free. Like we pay to get listed on there, but uh, you don't pay. It's free. 
I love that. That's amazing. Props to Emily for creating that. She's so Oh sweet. yeah, she's the best. <laughs> um, okay, so the next question I have is, so let's say you do the trial period and you bring somebody on. I'm asking all these questions because as always, I pull from my own personal experience and I've had several assistants over the years, some who I've had to train in programs because they were a really great fit personality wise. And just like, I really trusted them and I wanted to work with them, but I had to train them in all of the things that I wish that they were already proficient in. And I've had uh, assistants who have been proficient in the things that I needed them to be in, but it wasn't like a great fit personality wise. So I just love to hear from your side of things, like from your perspective as the professional in question, so to speak, how long would you advise working together before you really determine like things aren't even with feedback, this isn't going well, or like, you know, like what is the growth look like time-wise for people who are bringing somebody on for the first time? Oh, that is a really good question because I actually just signed up on a new client who was going through something like this. And she actually was with her old VA for a year. And to me, way too long. I would say a month max. I mean, because if you're having to follow up and say, did you get this? Did you do this? Is this done in time? Those are the things I think are red flags. If you have to teach someone a program, I think that's not too much of an issue, especially if the person is maybe starting out and just hasn't experienced all those things. Like I've been doing this for four and a half years. It'd be weird if like I didn't know how to do certain programs. (laughs) I mean, besides like Photoshop and Lightroom, those are crazy. They have too many buttons. That's ridiculous. But that's why you want to have your SOPs, your, your standard operating procedures in place, because if you do need to bring someone and train them, you know, whether it's someone you plan to be working for a long term or someone you have to bring on in a pinch, you should have maybe in the standard operating procedures, I would suggest a link to something like Screencastify or Loom. And it can just be like, this is how you blog. And you not only have a video, so they see like, okay, this is where I log in, this is where I hit this button, this is what this header should look like, but you have a list too, an itemized list of the steps that are required for that specific project. And I would say then, if somebody couldn't pick it up from that, that would be the red flag. Not just that you had to teach them that, that would be fine. I love that. I feel like there are so many little tips in that one answer. So I think that was awesome. Um, I totally agree. I totally agree that a year is way too long. That's crazy. I would never waste a year of my life with the wrong person. I'm like, I'm obsessed with her. She's such a cool chick. And I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm working with you now. Yay. I'm going to help. I'm going to save so many things. I'm so glad you guys found each other. That's like, I can't, I can't imagine wasting a year with the wrong person. Cause I do feel like a VA ends up being like, it's like, part of your family, your business family, which is, Oh my gosh. Some of the people that like I talk to the most in my life and that I'm like genuinely close to are some of my clients. And because I'm a VA, I have literally never met them in four and a half years. I've met two of my clients in, in person. I mean, obviously there's zoom and there's phone calls, but in person, that's so crazy. And you're so close with them. That's so cool. Oh yeah. I have cool clients. They're, they're, they're stellar people. I love that. <laughs> 
All right. So let's hear your unpopular opinion about, I guess we talked about a couple of things, but it could be on systems. It could be on working with a VA, whatever you want. Oh man. I didn't know where this was going. I have so many unpopular opinions. I mean, just ask me about Bravo shows. My gosh. Okay. My unpopular opinion about systems. I think that one of the biggest things that people don't talk about that systems are required for are the what ifs, not just in your business, but in your life. And I'm not talking about the happy things, prepping for maternity leave and needing to prepare someone. I'm talking about we live in a COVID world right now. What if you get COVID and you're in the hospital, but your business needs to run for several weeks? Can someone step in and do that? Do you have that set in place? I mean, terrible things happen and systems can literally save you and your business. And I think that a lot of times, I mean, for me at least, it's just, it's very fun to set up workflows and it's very fun to get to know a client's business. But there's also the reality that what I'm doing can help prep this person for the what ifs. I actually completely agree with that. I mean, I, I think it was maybe the one of the first five or 10 episodes of the show. We did an episode and talked about like what to do when something really devastating happens in your business and how important it is to have like, I hate to say it again, but I'm going to say it, but like what happens if you need to have like a death plan, if you have outstanding things for your clients? I mean, some of the- Yes. No, that's exactly correct. I mean, you need to have things like you have to have your family sign a digital directive. I mean, this is something I didn't know about until I worked for a lawyer that, I mean, your family legally can't get into some of your accounts or get your passwords if you don't have that set up and you don't have that signed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just so important to have all of those um, like you mentioned, the, the operating procedures in place so that somebody, and then have somebody know what to do with them, I think is just so important. So I appreciate you sharing that with us again, because I know that we talked about it in the past, but I do think it's something that a lot of people don't think about ever. So I appreciate that insight for sure. We have talked about it in the past because I was in your Creative Educator Academy and it may or may not be what I'm creating a course on. Love Something it. Something everyone <laughs> needs. I love that so much. And I, of course, love that we have that connection too. So, so fun. I know. I'm obsessed with you. I still can't believe we, <laughs> we like just met. It's insane. I know. It is crazy. I feel like we've known each other so much longer than we have. But we actually just only met in person like a few weeks ago. So that's crazy. Yeah. Lily took but my so amazing cool. branding shots. It's They're so good. It's why I look so beautiful in this podcast cover photo. You look, you're going to look amazing. Everybody go check it out. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for all your time, Julie, and for sharing all of that amazing expertise with us. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Come follow me at, at Dallas Girl Friday on Instagram. Yes. Everybody go follow her go check her out. She's got some great resources coming and currently out on her Instagram as well. Cause she's, you have been doing great on your Instagram, by the way. Oh my gosh. Thank you kindly by Kelsey that I have those branded, like beautiful things. Now my feed looks cohesive and it's been much easier <laughs> when you've got the branding in place and you can just recycle all the graphics. It's much easier. 
And then I try, I try to put my face out there on stories, but it's usually just me being like curmudgeonly about something or talking about reality TV. So I guess if you're into that, also follow me. Yeah, I mean, who isn't? I love that. I mean, no one I like. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.